Today's daf is Kedushin daf Ayintes, and we are at the Mishnah, the first Mishnah, in the middle of daf Ayinches Amid Beis. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael and Asunim Batzaru Vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schos for Shalema for Yosi Ben Rachel. Zok the Mishnah. A man says that my son is a mamzer. He's not believed. Even if the father and the mother both admit regarding an uber that's in the stomach of the mother, that that child is a mamzer, they're both not going to be believed. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, in both cases of the Mishnah, they will be believed. So, the Mishnah discusses whether or not a parent has an amonus to say that his child is a mamzer. And it would seem, high level, to be a machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachon. The Chachonim say, and Rabbi Yehuda says, Now the Gemara is going to get into the Makoir of this machloikis. But before we start the Gemara, the Mishnah mentioned two cases. The first case was, mamzer. The second case was Now, in both cases, the Chachamim said But there are two cases, and the two cases, although they're very similar, but they're also very different, and it's important, A, to understand the Mishnah, and B, to understand this first Gemara. is talking about where a man has a son. Everyone knows that this is a father and a son, no one's disputing that. However, the father says, I want you to know, I never disclose this to anybody, but this child of mine is really a mamzer. How would he be a mamzer? He was born in Erva, and that's how he had that child, whatever. But the point is, this is his son. He's just saying that this son has a label. He's a, a mamzer. The second case is where you have a husband and a wife. The woman is pregnant. So you would assume, based on the roiv, that says that the father of this child that this woman is carrying is this woman's husband. Stating that, both the man and the woman walk into Bezdin and they say, I want you to know, this is not the child of this man, but rather the father is somebody else. In that case, too, the halacha is in an amonim. What's the difference? In the first case, the father is being made on his son. We know he's his son. He wants to say that my son is a mamzer. That Allah says he's not believed. In the second case, he's Lahedya saying that he's not his son. He's saying that although I'm married to this woman and she's carrying a child, but that child that she's carrying is really not my son. Either way, in both cases, the halacha is in an amar. Now, from the Lashon of the Mishnah, it would seem that the second case is a bigger chiddush than the first case. Even if what? Even then, so the Gemara begins with a kashan. What's the chiddush of the second case over the first case? Meaning, you want to tell me two halachas beseder, but it sounds like the second case is even a bigger chiddush than the first case. Not only is he not believed in the first case, but he's even not believed in the second case. Why is the second case a bigger chiddush? So the Gemara says, "Let me buy your kamar." It is a bigger chiddush, and the reason is because let me buy you with like Kim Lay. In the first case, the father is the one that's saying "Benizem Mamzer." So. The Gemara says that it could be when the Mishnah said that the father is not believed, it's Tafka the father that has, doesn't have an Amonis. But you would think that maybe the mother, the Kimla, she has 
more of an idea of what's really happening with her child. As a result, you would think that maybe she's believed. That's the Chiddush. That even if it's Shneim, even if it's not just him saying, but even she's saying it, still there's no Nemanis. Additionally, there's another Chiddush in the second case, and that is In the first case, a father has a son. This son is already growing up. And one day the father walks into Bezin and says, this son is a Mamzer. He's not believed. Now, in that case, the father is going connected the Chazaka that the son has, that he's a kosher. So you would think, maybe only in that case he's not believed. That even in a case where the child that we're discussing here is an uber, being that the child is an uber, so an uber doesn't have a cheskis kashas, once the child is born, then he has a cheskis kashas, but an uber doesn't have a cheskis kashas. So you would have thought, being that what the father, and in the second case, even the mother is saying, is not going to connect the chazaka, maybe over there they would be believed. That's the chiddush of Afilu uber nami, the less chazaka, the kashas, even there there's going to be no neman. So again, the first case is, the second case is, even if it's side the father and side the mother, and they're being made regarding an uber, that the child is a mamzer, even then, ain't an amonim. What's the vafilu? There's two chedushim in the second case of the Mishnah that he didn't have in the first case of the Mishnah. Number one, in the second case of the Mishnah, we're saying not only doesn't the father have an amonis, even the mother doesn't have an amonis. Why would you think the mother would have more in amonis? In Hilchas Namanis, usually a man is more nemon than a isha. So why here would it be fakert? So the Gemara says a svara. Iu loikim lei. So, Chiddush number one in the second case is that even she doesn't have an Amonis. Chiddush number two is the first case Amish is talking about where this child already has a Cheskis Kashas. An Uber doesn't have a Cheskis Kashas, so that's the second Chiddush that even when there is no Cheskis Kashas that this Adis is going against, even then the Halacha is, Sai him and Sai her are not going to be believed. So, again, according to the Tanakama, the Chachamim, and the Mishnah, a father and a mother does not have an Amonis to say, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that he is going to be believed. The rest of Rabbi Yehuda's story was mentioned in a brisa. It says in the Pasuk, The context over here is Bechar, uh, who we know in Hilchis Nachlois gets a double portion. He's Yerush Pishnaim. And the Pasuk says that the father should recognize his son, that's uh, Bechar, to make sure that he's going to get what he's supposed to get, his Pishnaim. Says the Braisa, the word Yakir teaches me, Yakirenu Lacher, that he has an amonus to go and tell everybody around him that I want you to know, this is my son, that's Bechar. And it was from this that Rabbi Yehuda formulated his Allah. And he said, A person's belief to say that my son is a Bechar. That's Mephurish in the Torah. And then he took it to the next level. He said, just like a father has an amonus to say that this son is a Bechar. Meaning, once we see that our father has an amonus to say Edus about his son, so too he has an amonus to say that he's a Ben Gerusha and he's a Ben Chalutza. The Chachamim say that he's not going to be believed. Incidentally, Rashi speaks out in the Sugyo that the Pashtus is that a father should not have an amonus regarding his son, and the reason is because a person's not nemon to say edus regarding his karev. And being that a son is a karev, therefore the assumption would be that he's not nemon. 
But you see already there's an idea, a Chiddush HaTayra called Yaker. Yaker, Renu L'Acherim, Neman Adam Loim Zebeni Bechar. So Rabbi Yehuda takes it to the next step, that just like he's believed to say, Zebeni Bechar, so too he's believed to say, Bini Zeb Ben Gerusha Ben Chalutza. And by the way, what Armish is talking about, so too he's believed to say that Bini Zed, this son of mine, Mamzer is going to be a Mamzer. Amalei Rav Nachman, my Yisrael, the Rav, Rav Nachman, Yisrael, told Rav, Bishlam, the Rav Yehuda, Bishlam, according to Rav Yehuda, Hainet, the Chsiv Yakir. I understand why the Torah wrote the word Yakir, meaning to teach me that a father has an Amanus to say that my son's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, or a father has an Amanus to say that my father's a Mamzer. El of the Rabbanon, Yakir Lamali, but according to Rabbanon, why did Torah have to say Yakir? Now, Pasha, you would say, the Torah had to say Yakir. To tell me that a father has an amanus to say that his son is a bachar. But it sounds like to the Gemara that that's Pashit. I am Berishayna. That's obvious. And you don't need a Pasik for that. So, Bishlam, according to Rabbi Yehuda, from Yakir, I learn a Chiddush that a father's never to say his son's apostle. Say that. That's why the Torah told me Yakir. It's time to tell me that a father's never to say that this is my son who's a bachar, so he can get Pishnayim Lamashal. Pshita the Gemara says, for that I shouldn't need a, a Pasik. Says the Gemara, you want to know why, says the Gemara, skip a few words, but the Torah had to say that a father is believed in an instance where without his edus we otherwise wouldn't know. Says the Gemara, meaning for what halachic ramification. Do we have to come on to the Father that you're telling me that the Torah wrote the word Yaakir to be Mechadish that he has in a month? Probably to tell me that the Father's belief to say that this is a Bechar so that he can get Pishnaim. But the Gemara says, Pshita, it's Pasha that a Father can say that this is my son who's the Bechar as it relates to Pishnaim. Lamalikra, why do I need a Pasik? And why is it Pshita? Because Migudi Ibayim Mesfila Matana Mila Yavle. Meaning, if this Father would want to give his son a Matana before he died and he would want to give him a Matana that would be the equivalent thereof to Pishnaim. That's something he'd be able to do. So Migu, that if he wanted to give him Pishnayim, that's something he would be able to do. He's passionate that he should have an amonis to say that he's my Bukhar, so that he's alachically titled to a Pishnayim. So the Gemara is saying that I don't need a Pasik to tell me that a father has an amonis to give his son a Pishnayim, being that he has a Migu anyways to give him the Pishnayim, so it's Pashit that he should have an Amanus. So the Gemara says, maybe the reason we need Yaakir, according to the Chachamim, to tell me that a father has an Amanus to say that my son is a Bechar, lost his life Pishnayim, Hagam, he has a Migu, it's Negev, and a Chasem Shenoflu, Right now, the father's going to walk into Bezden and he's going to say, this son of mine is a Bechar. Over the next 50 years of this father's life, all the Chasem that he's going to acquire, when he dies, this son is going to end up getting Pishnayim. Now, does he have and Migu that if he wanted to give his son those Nechassim today, he could have. No, why not? Because they don't exist. And being that he couldn't give it to him anyways, so it's for that reason that we have to come on to a Chiddush, Yaakir, that he's going to be believed. That's a good according to Chacham that holds, according to Rameh that holds, so the father actually today has a Migu, when he walks into Bezin and says, this son is my Bechar, because if he wants, he could be makna all the nechassim that are not pa'olim yet, that one day he's going to acquire, and say that I want to give my son a second chilek. So to the extent that he has a migu even to do such a hakna, so why do I need Yaakir? So again, this time according to Rabbi Yehuda, you need Yaakir to tell me that a father has an amonus to say that his son is an apostle. But according to the Chachamim, where a father does not have an amonus to say that his son is an apostle, what amonus does he have to say that my son is a Bechar? Lamay nafkimino, lasse sloi pishnayim, he anyways should 
be believed based on Chayshin Mishpat 101, based on the concept of Migu, which underpins so much of Seydin Azikin coming up, so that he has a Migu that he could have given him the Nechassim. And according to a mayor, even as a Migu, that he could have given him a Pishnaim of the Nechassim that he doesn't have yet. So, like a mayor, that's really the Gemara's Kasha, not like Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a father has an Amon is the same, my son is apostle, why do I need Yaker? So the Gemara says, you still need it. And the reason is, it's Negeya, any Nechassim that this father would acquire at the time that he's a Goises. And in this Gemara, it's Mavur Achidosh Rashi says, that Ethan though a mayor holds other Makna Dovah Shloi but a person cannot be Makna now, something that he doesn't have, and something that he will first acquire when he's a Goises. Being that a goisis himself can't give a proper matana, so you can't be a makna dovash if you want that hakna to go into effect when you're a goisis. So it's negeya that the father has an amonis to say, b'ni zebachar, loseis loy pishnayim for nechassim that he is going to acquire at the time that he is a goisis. For that, even Rameir's other makna dovash is not going to help. And that's why, I'll leave it to Chachamim, you have to come out to Yaakov. Rashi asks that if the Gemara is trying to find a case where you don't have an other makna dovish and that's where it's going to be negeya the Allah of Yaakir. So why did the Kimta have to be nechasim shenaflu loikishu geisus? That's like a little bit of a hard case. Say more simple nechasim that he's going to get after he dies. That obviously you can't be makna other makna dovish but you can't be makna something that you're going to first acquire after you die and get lachamisa in hakno lachamisa. That's obviously not something you could do. So Rashi says a the teretz. The answer is because a bechar doesn't get pishnayim for something that the father did not have while he was alive. A bechar is not noitel beroike bemuchzik. A regular yirish is, but a bechar is not. And being that we're discussing the pishnayim, so for that yakir is not going to help anyway. So that can't be the nafkemino. Nafkemino would be shenaflu like shugaisis. But what's the bottom line? Machloikis Rabbi Yehuda. And the Chachamim in our Mishnah, whether a father has an amonis to say, Benize Mamzer. And what emerged from the Gemara is whether a father has an amonis to say, Benize Ben Gerusha Ben Chalutza. Rabbi Yehuda says, yeah, the Chachamim said not. What's Rabbi Yehuda's Makar? You need a Makar to this. And again, why do you need a Makar? Because Adam Kar evades Obanah. So without a Makar, you're not going to be believed. The Makar is, it says in the Torah, yes, Abachar Ben Asnua Yakir. The Torah gave the father an amonis to say that Benize. Bechar, ukeshem, just like a father has an amonis to say, Zebini Bechar, Kach Neman Adam Loimer, Zebben Grusha Ben Chalutza, and like you see in our Mishnah, Kach Neman Adam Loimer, Bini Sem Mamzeru. Toysfis in Masechtis Yuvama says that this Keshem is really very Gishpart. You know why? Because if a father has an amonis to say that my son is a Bechar, that means it doesn't matter which son it is, the father is believed, that for sure, to say that. My son is a Bechar. So what happens if there's a man, he's married, and he has children? And one day he walks into Bezna and he says, My second son, you should know he's really my Bechar. Now, if the second son is the Bechar, what does that say about the first son? Obviously, he's a Mamzer, because we know for sure the first son is his wife's son. Now, if he's not his son, because his Bechar is the second son, Balkarchach, the oldest son is a Mamzer. So says Toysis, Rabbi Yehuda shpared at me in Eobay, from the fact that a father's nemon to say that my son is a Bechar, and it's mashma even benoi hakaton, then it's muchach that a father has an amonis to say, Benizah, Mamzer, either way, we're going to go weiter, which is what we're going to do the whole daf. We're going to...
see an intense Gemara, we're going to know there's a lot to talk about, and we're going to go right there. Zok the Mishnah, we have a Masechta to finish, not just the Dafta. And the Mishnah, Asan Rishos, L'Shluchai L'Kadosh Hezbitoi. A man gave Rishos to a Shliach to be Mekadosh his daughter. So we know, Hezbiti Nasati L'Shazeh, a father is able to accept Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, whether she's a Ketana, or whether she is a Naira. So, a father can be Mekadosh's daughter, this father appointed a Shliach to be Mekabal Kedushin for his daughter. Okay, Baholachu Vikitsha, and then, not the Shliach that we already talked about, the father went, and the father was Mekadosh's daughter by himself. So the father made a Shliach to go be Mekabal Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, and then the father on his own was also Mekabal Kedushin on behalf of his daughter. So there's two Kedushins that are taking place here simultaneously. A woman can't be married to two men, so obviously only one of these Kedushins could be in effect. The question is which? Says the Mishnah, very simple. If we're Mavarer, and we find out that he was Mekabal Kedushin before the Shliach was Mekabal Kedushin, Kedush of Kedushin, his Kedushin is going to be a Kedushin. And if the Shliach was the one that was Mekabal Kedushin first, Kedush of Kedushin, it's his Kedushin that's going to be a Kedushin. In Let's say we don't know. We can't figure out which one was first. She's Suffolk Mekudeshes to both of them, and as a result, if she wants to marry a third person, each one of them would have to give a get. And if they want, meaning she can't be married to both of them, but if she wants to be married to one of them, that's going to be okay. So she if she wants to marry a third person, they both have to give a get. If she wants to marry one of the two, that's fine. One of them would give a get, and the other one she could be married to. Now, that's obvious that if she's going to marry one of these two men, that man is going to have to be Makadash or again. And the reason is because assuming you are now marrying the one that was Makadash you second, that Kedushin wasn't a Kedushin. And as a result, you would have to have the Kedushin all over again. Meaning, if she's getting married to the one that was Mekadosh first, then that Kedushin was good. It was the second one that wasn't. But being that we don't know, that's all part of the suffix. As a result, if you want to get married to one, that's fine. But even though the Lashon and the mission is Echad Koines, but obviously you'd have to be Mekadosh first, and only afterwards would you be able to be Koines. Zok the Mishnah, this halacha is true in the following case as well. It's not a father's appointing a shliach to be Mekabal Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, but rather a woman is being making a shliach to be Mekabal Kedushin on behalf of herself. And in the interim, she went, and she was Mekabal Kedushin by herself. If her Kedushin came first, Kedushin, Kedushin, her Kedushin, the Kedushin, and if the shliach was Mekabal Kedushin first, Kedush of Kedushin, his Kedushin is going to be the one that's going to be good. And if we don't know which one was first, they both have to give her a get, because she's Suffolk, Mekadosh, the both of them, and if they want, one can give a get, the other one, be Mekadosher, and Kainis afterwards, could be in other words, the Mishnah said a halacha, and then it said it some tzveitin ma. What's the halacha? A father appointed a shliach to be mekabel kedushin on behalf of his daughter, and then he went and was mekabel kedushin on behalf of his daughter by himself. What's the halacha? It depends. If his kedushin was first, then his kedushin is the real kedushin, and the shliach is not. If the shliach was mekabel kedushin first, then that kedushin is the real kedushin, and the father's kedushin is not. What if there's a suffix? Each one has to give a get, and if one of them wants to marry her, you can be Makadash again and marry her. And then the Mishnah literally repeated the same exact story, not where a father is being Makabal Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, but rather where an Isha is being Makabal Kedushin on behalf of herself. Again, she made a Shlech to be Makabal Kedushin on behalf of herself, and then she went and was Makabal Kedushin by herself. Same Shaila. If her Kedushin was first, she's Makadash. If the Shlech's Kedushin is first, she's Makadash to whoever the Shlech was Makadash her 
two. If there's a suffix, she's suffering because that's just the bone. They both have to give again. If she wants to marry one of them, she can marry one of them. What's the obvious kasha? Why does the Mishnah have to repeat this halacha twice? And how does the Gemara ask this question the way it almost always asks the question? And that is Vitzricha, which is a kasha and a teretz, right? Vitzricha, we need both cases in the Mishnah. Why? Because I only had the first halacha regarding the father. It was Mechabal Kedushan on behalf of his daughter. I would have thought, Mishum de Gavra Kimle The reason the halacha is, which part of the Salah? That if a father appointed a shlech Mikabal Kedushan on behalf of his daughter, and then he went on his own, and he was Mikabal Kedushan on behalf of his daughter. There the halacha is that Im Shaloi, if his Kedushan came first, she's going to be Mekudeshes to the man that he was Mikabal Kedushan from. And the reason is because he's Kimlei B'Yuchsen. He understands Yuchsen, which is, of course, the topic of the day. And being that he understands Yuchsen, we assume that now, he appointed a shliach, the shliach may be also but al him he has a havana in this Indian, and as a result, if he's Makabal Kedushan by himself, she'll be Mekudashas to the man that he was Makabal Kedushan from. Avil, it's a delay, Kim But as it relates to a woman who doesn't understand Yuchsin so much, even if she was Makabal Kedushan first, maybe it shouldn't be a Kedushan. Meaning, when a woman appoints a shleach, it's a little different than when the father appoints a shleach. The woman appointed a shleach maybe because she feels like, I don't really understand how to navigate this process. As a result, can you please help me? A father understands he appointed a shleach because of convenience or whatever. He appointed a shleach. The nafkamina is like this. The nafkamina is, this is very psychological. If the father then goes and he's Makabal Kedushin by himself, so then we assume that even though he made a shleach, now he changed his mind. Again, and then obviously his Kedushan is going to be in effect. If a woman, however, is Makabal Kedushan afterwards, we assume that it's not so much that she wants to be Mavatal, the Shlichos, that she's changing her mind. Because at the end of the day, she trusts the Shliach a little bit more than she trusts herself. Because the Shliach is someone that understands Yochsen, but she's like him, Lobe Yochsen. So why then did she go now and accept Kedushan on behalf of herself? It's probably as a last resort. In the event the Shliach is going to come back and he's going to say that I'm not one of those it didn't work out for me. Okay, so like this, she has a, a backup plan. But really, what she would prefer is the Shliach's Kedushan. So how does this work? I want it to be a Kedushan, but don't... So Rashi says, it's like a Kedushan Allah tonight. When she accepted the Kedushan by herself, it was done. al that the Shliach won't execute. But to the extent the Shliach's going to execute, maybe she wants the Shliach. So therefore, even though the Tan of the Mishnah already said, Im Kodmu, the Halach is, his Kedushan is the Kedushan, I still need to know that that's true Im Kodmu. Because I could have thought, Davka by Shloi, but Shloi, even if it's Kodmu, maybe it was a Kedushan Allah tonight, only in the event that... The shliach is not going to execute kedushin. And by the way, the rishonim must speak out that even though this sounds like a dvarim shabalev, if there ever was what, right? Tonight you have to speak out dvarim shabalev einon dvarim. But we know that there's an umdir of the muchach there dvarim shabalev habi dvarim, and you have to say that this svara of itzna the like kimla biyuchsin, and we assume that this was a kedushin ala tonight is such a powerful, overwhelming unequivocal svarah that it's literally not even a dvarim shabalev and therefore you're going to assume there's an umdun and the that was going through her mind. Okay, so you're telling me there's a chiddush in the second case that you wouldn't have known from the first. Just tell me the second case. What do I need the first case? So that's all part of the tzrich. Had I only known by her, I would have said the same exact svarah but mamish hafuch, mamish the opposite. I would have thought that maybe dafka by the isha, inshallah kadma, there we assume that the kedushin is going to be a kedushin because as much as the woman doesn't understand yichas as much, but at the same time, this is Negea her life, right? As much as her father is her father, but still, she's the one that's getting married. And we know Isha Daiko Mitzvah, right? That's a 
we use a borrowed term from Sugi's, you know, Isha Rabbo. But the point is, she's going to be medayik, and she's going to really investigate the situation well. So if she's Makabal Kalusha by herself, we'll assume that she's the one that's Mekudash's. Abel Iyu, but as it relates to the father, it could be once the father made a shliach, he wants the shliach's kedushin to be a kedushin. And even though he understands yuchsin, but at the same time, he doesn't care so much. I mean that he doesn't care so much, he's really falazing gachan the shliach. I, why was he makabal kedushin now by himself? He's being makabal again as a fallback option in the event that the shliach doesn't do his job. So let her at least be mekudash as then. therefore I had to know that the Allah is sayim shaloi kadmo, sayim shalok kadmo. In the two cases, the Allah is whichever kedushin was first, that's always the kedushin. We Never assume that that kedushin that came first was done Allah tonight that the shleich is going to come back empty. As long as the father or the daughter herself is mekabel kedushin, even though they had previously appointed a shleich, the halach is their kedushin is the one that's going to be in effect. The shleich's kedushin is not going to be in effect. All these svaras that we just said are nice svaras, but at the same time, as it relates to lemaisa, these are not svaras that play themselves out. Talk to Gemara Itmar, and this next Gemara that we're about to learn is a Gemara that's oimed berumoy shal oilamamish. We say that a lot. Sometimes it has a little more meaning than others. This is an example where it has a little bit more meaning than others. Uh, father was Mekadish, his daughter, Baderech. So he was traveling, his daughter wasn't there, and he accepted Kedushin on behalf of his daughter. And then later that day, all the nuances of this story are very, very critical. She was Mekabal Kedushin, by herself, again, in the city, away from her father. So the father was Makabal Kedusha on behalf of his daughter, exercising his privilege of his piti nasati le'ishazeh, and the girl was Makabal Kedushin by herself. These two things happened on the same day, unbeknownst to each other. First, the father was Makabal Kedushin. Where did he do it? Baderech. And then, the woman was Makabal Kedushin. Where did she do it? Ba'ir. Now, after she was Makabal, her Kedushin, we did a bedika, and we found out that this girl was a bagaris. And that means, then, that she's a gedoyla, but not just a gedoyla, a gedoyla that's no longer in the rishos of her father. So we know that the maturation process of a girl in halach is divided into three stages. There's a ketana. A ketana is a girl who is younger than 12 years old. Once a girl turns 12, or more accurately, when she brings Shtay Cyrus, for six months she has a din of a naira, and once six months pass from when she's a naira, at that point she's a bagaris. So she's a bas mitzvah when she becomes a naira. However, the tkufa of nairis is still a significant tkufa because during that time period she's still in the rishos of her father. So that a father could be Makabal Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, that's true whether she's a Ketana or whether she's a Naira. When does that schus expire? It expires when the girl becomes a Baikaris. So what happened was, is the father was Makadish, his daughter in the morning, assuming that he was able to be Makabal Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, assuming she was a Naira. Later that day, she was Makabal Kedushin by herself, and it turned out that when she was Makabal Kedushin by herself, she was a Baigeris. Now, Shtelsich, the Shailah, Pasha Pemitzias, when did she become a Baigeris? We know she was a Baigeris in the afternoon. Was she already Baigeris in the morning, or was she not a Baigeris in the morning? If she was 
uh, Naira in the morning. Well, then the Kedushin that her father was Makabal on behalf of her was Chal. And the Kedushin that she was Makabal for herself later, albeit as a Begaris, is not going to be a Kedushin. If, however, she was a Begaris already in the morning, that means when the father was Makabal Kedushin in the morning, so that Kedushin wasn't a Kedushin. Her Kedushin that she was Makabal by herself in the afternoon as a Begaris, that's going to be the Kedushin. That was the Shaila. So again, the question is, we're there were two Kedushins, first the father, then she was Makabal herself. When she was Makabal herself, we know she's a Begaris. And because it is, all of a sudden, there's a Shaila, maybe she was a Begaris in the morning. If she was a Begaris in the morning, then the first Kedushin is nothing. If she first became a Begaris later in the day, then the first Kedushin is something, and the second Kedushin is nothing. So which Kedushin is the Kedushin? Says the one, Rav Amarav said, Harehi Bagris Lefaneinu. If right now, She's a Vigaris. We have to assume that in the morning she was also a Vigaris. If she was a Vigaris in the morning, the first Kedushin is not going to be a Kedushin. The second Kedushin is going to be a Kedushin. But Shmuel, but Shmuel said, And Shmuel says, I'm not so sure, Rav. I have a Suffolk. How do you know? Right now she's a Vigaris. But how do you know in the morning she was a Vigaris? And being that it could be in the morning she was already a Naira, so it's for that reason you have to be Chayish. Maybe the first Kedushin was a Kedushin. The bottom line is, So the Gemara says, I need a little bit more information before we really absorb this machloikas, Amos. This story that happened. Now, we know it happened in one day. Bederich, Be'ir, the morning, the afternoon, the father, the daughter, Be'ir. But where did it take place relative to her age? Did it happen in between the six months? Between Nairis and Bagris, Bahan Rav, Arehi Bagris would Rav say that if a girl became a Bagaris during the six months between Nairis and Bagris, the halacha is Arehi Bagris being that it happened during the six months, there's no way Rav would extend the period of Bagris backwards to Riktivex, because you would assume, for sure assume that whenever she became a Bagris, she's a Bagris, but anything that happened prior, for sure she wasn't a Bagris. Now let's just come off a breath for one second. Rashi quotes the Gemara in Nida Dapen Zayinam which is very important to understand Pashup Shah and what's going on here. We just said that when does a girl become a Bagaris? When six months pass after she's a Naira. So what's the Havamina that this happened within six months? If it happened within six months, then by definition she can't be a Bagaris. So Rashi says that even though a uh, girl becomes a Begaris six months after she became a Naira, but a girl could also become a Begaris prior to that. There are certain Simon, Rashi says, Simon, there is a way for it to happen otherwise. So the Gemara says, if we're talking about where Harry Bagris Lefanenu was because she had Simonim of Bagris, but it was during the six months. So the Gemara says, there's no way over here Rav is going to tell you that we should take back this Metzius of Bagris and extend it backwards. Rather, what you're for sure going to say, maybe it took place after six months. What's the chayshin of If this whole story happened after six months, then there's nothing to be baidik. There's no reason for us to have this conversation. Because once six months pass, she's vadaya bagaris. the one that said the Which means that once a girl becomes a naira and six months pass, even if she doesn't have simoni bagaris, she's vadaya bagaris. So when did the story take place? During six months, up to Gemara, there'd be no Rav. And after six months, there'd be no Shmuel. We have a Rav and a Shmuel. So when did it happen? So that's the Gemara. You have to say the Kaddish Bahu Yoyme the Mashal Shisha. You have to say it happened on the last day of the six months. And the way Rashi explained this is this is the day that the girl is Becheskas, that she is going to become a Bagaris. Meaning, it's the last day of the six months. You don't have the six months of Shleimais here. But at the same time, there's also an Umdana that today she's going to have the simonim of a bagris, right? Just to explain this a little bit better. When we say, Ein bein, nairus, labagris, elashish, chadashim, 
it's based on an assumption that she's probably going to have the Simoni Bagras. When do you assume the Simoni Bagras are going to come? You assume they're going to come on that last day. Now, even if the Simoni Bagras don't come, she becomes a Bagaris. But it's still rooted in Metzias. The Metzias says she's going to bring the Simoni Bagras. And it's going to happen on that day. So on that last day, which is the day you assume she's going to bring the Simoni Bagras, all of this happened. Now, in the morning, we don't know if she had the Simoni Nairis. Later in the day, she was Makabal Kedushin, and then she did have the Simoni Nairis, the Simoni Bagras. And it's over there that Rav and Shmuel, being that it's the day that there's a Chazokha Shatovi, Lushayne Azov Shalrashi, where we suddenly have to be Mesopic, that if she had it in the afternoon, maybe that means she had it in the morning, and maybe not Rav. And Rav says, Harari Bagras Lefaneinu, that... There's an idea called Hari Bagras of which means what? Mid the Hashu Bagras, Bitsaf and Nami Bagras. If right now she's a Bagaris, we assume that that's where she was in the morning. Shmuel Shmuel says, Hashtu, the Isis Simonim. No, right now she brought the Simonim. Tomorrow she'll for sure be a Bagaris. But as it relates to today, I don't know for sure. And even though there's a Chazoga that today she's going to bring those Simonim, okay, when she brought it, for then she has it. But as it relates to earlier, for that, we don't assume anything. So let's just take stock of what we just said. This is a. Very, very critical machloik is Rav and Shmuel. So there's a lot of machloik sins Rav and Shmuel throughout Shas, Binyani Agado, Binyani Aloch, we always say this. And some of them make more noise in the Achrenisha world. This is one of those. So we have here a machloik is Rav and Shmuel, where a uh, father was Makabal Kedushan on behalf of his daughter that he assumed was a Naira. Later that day, she was Makabal Kedushan on behalf of herself. And it turned out that at that time she was a Baigaris. Now, her father had already been Makabal Kedushin on her behalf. However, now that we see that today she became a Bagaris, there's Malkin to think that maybe she was a Red Bagaris in the morning. That means that the father's Kedushin, that was, he was Makabal on behalf of his daughter, was really not a Kedushin. And the question is, are we Chayish that she was already a Bagaris in the morning? Or are we not? How do we go about this? And it was Machlikis Rav and Shmuel. Rav said, that if right now we see her as a Bagaris, we assume that she was already by Garrison in the morning. The first Kedushin wasn't a Kedushin. She's Mekudeshes Lashani. Shmuel says, Mechatesi, just because she's a Bagaris now, doesn't mean she was a Bagaris in the morning. And as a result, you have to be Chayish with Kedushesh The Gemara clarified that the case was where this all took place, it happened on the last day of the six months. Hence, there's some gray area, there's some ambiguity, and this is the Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel. High level, What's the Machloik is Rav and Shmuel? The Machloik is Rav and Shmuel is Rav holds of Chazaka the Hashto. Shmuel does not hold of Chazaka the Hashto. So what do those words even mean? So we know that one of the tools that Chazal had at their disposal in order to be Machiris Fekis is Chazaka. Meaning, Bezin's presented with a Safik. They don't know. It's a question of Dine Mominus. It's a question of Evan Ezer. It's a question of Yeridea. Question of Ayrechayim, even, they're not really sure how to go about it. So, there's different things they can do. Aiden, there's Rive, spoke about Migo earlier in the Daf, right? There's a lot of different ways to be Machrias Vekis. What happens if all else fails? Then, what we do is we leave this item wherever it is. Meaning, we maintain the status quo, what we know as Chazaka. So if the last thing that we knew was that this money was Ruven's, Ruven's going to keep it. If the last thing we knew was this was Tomei, it's going to remain Tomei. If the last thing we knew this was kosher, it's going to remain kosher. If the last thing we knew is that this woman was married, we're going to assume she's married. So all the different cases, there's an idea called Chazaka. Most Chazakas work based on what was. So if the last thing, the status quo, the Meikaru was as I, you're going to assume that that's the way it is now as well. 
Chazok Hashta almost works the opposite. Chazok Hashta says that when you have a suffix and you don't know what was yesterday, but right now, for sure, I know that it's like this. So there's an idea of Chazok that says that if today I know that this is the way it is, then for sure this is the way it was yesterday as well. Now, very, very high level, way beyond what we're going to do today, it feels like Chazok Mekar and Chazok Hashta almost contradict each other. But the bottom line is, let's not get confused. There's something called Chazok Hashta. Maybe. And that concept would be that if now you know this is the way it is, we're going to assume that this is the way it always was. It sounds like that's what's going on here in this Machloikis. Rav says that if right now we know this woman's a Bagaris, and we have a suffix now four hours ago, whether she was a Naira or she was a Bagaris, no, Harei Bagaris Lefanenu, Zakh Rav. Meaning, Meaning, Sounds like that's what Rav is saying. Shmuel says, just because she's a Bagaris now, that means that she was a Bagaris in the morning. In other words, Shmuel does not hold of Chazaka the Hashta. And by the way, once we finish the sugya and we go through some of the Akuli Upshuri that are coming our way, this is the Maskana Pashtas. That there's a Machoikis Rav and Shmuel, whether we go Basa Chazaka the Hashta or whether we don't go Basa Chazaka the Hashta. Rav says, says that she was a Begaris in the morning. Shmuel says, no, And if that's the case, you don't go basa But certainly for Dafyami purposes, this is the Machloikis Ram and Shmuel. So again, Rav holds of Chazaka Dahashta, Shmuel doesn't hold of Chazaka Dahashta. The Gemara now is going to ask two kashas on Shita Shmuel, and then the Gemara is going to bring a Machloikis Tanam, and the Gemara is going to try to suggest that maybe that Machloikis Tanam is really this Machloikis Amiram between Ram and Shmuel. Now, the two kashas that the Gemara is going to ask now on Shmuel are two very, very famous yeshiva cases, and again, Tain Lechacham Yechkam. It says the Gemara of Shmuel, according to you, Shmuel, who doesn't hold of Chazaka Dahashta, Maishnami Mikvah, why is this different than the case of the Mikvah, which the Gemara is going to try to prove? We see that you. You do say Chazaka the Hashto, the Tanan, there's a Mishnah in Mesechtis Mikvah, it's Perik, Beis Mishnah, Beis, Mikvah Shanimdad. There was a Mikvah that was measured, the Nimza Chaser, and when they measured the Mikvah, meaning how much water was in there, they found out that it was Chaser. So this is a Mikvah that was used by the populace in a world of Tumavitahira, very, very critical. And it turned out, lo and behold, that they measured the Mikvah and it was missing from the Arba Imsa. Kol Tairo Shinasu Al Gabov says the Mishnah, all the Tairos that were done. In this mikvah, lima freya, going backwards, back to the last time that you knew for sure that this mikvah was kosher. It doesn't matter whether these tyrus are b'shus whether these tyrus are b'shus harabim. Tmeyos is they're going to be treated as tamis. So again, you had a mikvah that the whole oilam used. They used to toivel. Rashi says they're kalim. But that's what Rashi says, so we'll go with Rashi. So everybody used to be toivled their kalim. Okay, and every now and again, the people that were in charge, the Vad HaMikvois, they would go measure the mikvah. So they measured it once a month. Beginning of the month, Rishchidosh, they come, they measure it, and lo and behold, the mikvah's a problem. So Rishchidosh, this is a puzzle of mikvah. The last time they did it with mikvah was Rishchidosh, so the question is, all the Tyrus and Nasu Al-Gab of all those Kalim that you toiled during Chaydesh Cheshven, assuming that this mikvah was a kosher mikvah, what's the halachic status now? I don't know. 
says the Mishnah, I'll tell you what Talach is. Talach is that it doesn't matter whether we're dealing with a Rishos HaYochid situation or a Rishos HaRabim situation. Either way, the Talach is Kmeyos. Because if right now the mikvah is Chaser, we're going to assume that the mikvah was Chaser all along and as a result it's going to be Tommy. Now just to be clear, this is very, very important. When the Mishnah says Tmeyos, it doesn't mean Tmeyos Misafik, right? You could have thought it's Tmeyos Misafik. But it can't mean Tmeyos Misafik. Why? Because the Mishnah Says and we know the rule. Which means that if there was a suffix, the halacha is that it would really be tar. And by the way, we know the halacha of suffix tum means that that's a very very big din of tuma and tyra respectively. But the bottom line is, if we're saying tmeyos, that means it's not a suffix. That means it's vadai. The question is, where's the Vadai? How do you know for sure that it was Tameh? Must be Zok to Gemara. Because if now the mikvah's chaser, so there's a chazok of the hash that says that it was always chaser. That's good, according to Ravel, the chazok of the hash, but according to Shmuel, doesn't hold the chazok of the hash, the freight to Gemara, might not be mikvah. That is the Gemara's question. Shmuel doesn't hold the chazok of the hash, the chura from this mikvah, you see chazok of the hash, because if there's no chazok of the hash, then at the very least, all the tires that were Nasa al Gab of this mikvah should be a suffix, and you see, we treat it as being vadai tome, because we treat the mikvah as being vadai chas. But the Gemara says, no, it's not muchach. There's a lot more going on in that case. Shani, awesome, I can tell you there it's different. The reason we Assume over there that all the Tmeish and Asa Agabov, or all the Tyrish and Asa Agabov, same difference, are Tame is because there's a Cheskas Tumma on the thing itself. This Kaili that you titled in the mikvah on Tezvav Marcheshman. That keli before you toiled it in the mikvah was becheskas tameh, and being that that keli before you toiled it in the mikvah was becheskas tameh, so it's for that reason maybe that now that you have a suffix, we say that it's going to invite to be vaday tameh, not based on the chazaka the hashd of the mikvah that the mikvah was chaser, but based on the chazaka the meikara of the keli that the keli was tameh. So there's no such thing as chazaka the hashd. The reason in the mikvah is it's vaday tameh is not based on chazaka the hashd. It's based on the Chazak of the Meikar. But the Gemara says, if you want to tell me that what's going on over there is the Chazak of the Meikar, meaning there's no such thing as Chazak of the Hashtah, but re- rather what you have is there a Chazak of the Meikar, then other Abba, if there's a Chazak of the Meikar, then Hamid Mikvah al Chazkasai, the Emeloi Chaser, then the Mikvah should have a Chazak of the Meikar. What's the Chazak of the Meikar? It was a Kasher Mikvah, it was Mali then, and if that's the case, you should assume that the Mikvah is Kasher. And then you should have a Chazak of the Meikar against a Chazak of the Meikar. But the point is that if there's no such thing as Chazak of the Hashto, and therefore you're working with only the Chazak of the Meikar of the Kalim, then if there's no Chazak of the Hashto, you should then have to reckon with the Chazak of the Meikar of the Mikvah, and based on that, it should be okay. But the Gemara says, no, you can't work with the Chazak of the Meikar of the Mikvah, because Hari Chasel of Right now, it's Vadai Chaser. So if right now, it's Vadai Chaser. If it's a Suffolk, if it was Chaser now, then you can work with Chazak of the Meikar. But if it's Vadai Chaser right now, there's no way you can use the Chazak of the Meikar of the Mikvah. But the Gemara says, if that's the case, then Hachanami Hari Bagros Lefanecha. So if you're telling me that there's a Svara called Hari Chaser Lefanecha, and that overrides the Chazak of the Meikar, so let that be a Svara. Why? In the case of the Machloikis Rav and Shmuel, where now she's a Vadai Begeres, the Alochah should be, we should assume Vadai Begeres. 
is based on the fact of Ari Bagrus Lefanecha. But the Gemara says, just because Ari Bagrus Lefanecha now, but I could always say Hashtahu de Bagra. Lavdafka in the morning, she was a Bagaris. But the Gemara says, Hasam Nami, if that's the case, Hashtahu de Chaser. So why are you telling me Ari Chaser Lefanecha knocks out the Chazaka de Meikar of all the Kalim of the last month? Maybe it was Hashtahu de Chaser. So we're going in circles a little bit, says the Gemara. I'll tell you the answer. This is the answer that we need. Hasam over there, Tarti Lereyasa, Hachachad Lereyasa. The reason over there, by the mikvah, we assume that all the tahirois are going to be vaday tome. It's because there's two things that are working against the tahira. Number one, you have the cheskas tumma of all the kalim that you toivled. And number two, in addition to that, you have harich You have the chazaka, the hashta of the mikvah, which right now is chaser. As opposed to in the machloikis between Rav and Shmuel, over there you don't have two things, all you have is one thing. The only thing you have working against the Kedushin from the morning is the fact that Harei Bagros But you don't have a second race, being that you don't have a second race, that's going to be the difference. In other words, do you see from the mikvah that there's something called Harei Chasa Do you see the concept of a Chazaka the Hashta on some level? Yeah. You see that if right now it's Chaser, for sure that is evident that maybe there's a good chance that it was chaser earlier and the world of hanhagas of chazakas, you would have to work with that. But you only see it pitzirif when there's another chazaka. That second chazaka, equivalent thereof, over here you don't have. And because you don't have it over here, so therefore it's not going to relate over here. Now I think it's Kedai to speak out the first Taisa on the Yom. Taisa says, is that true that over here you don't have a second chazaka? What would be the equivalent thereof of the second chazaka as it relates to the case of Kedushan? The woman herself, Lechaira, has a cheskas pnuya, right? When this woman woke up in the morning, so she had a long day, but when she woke up in the morning, she was a pnuya, right? She woke up single, and the next thing she knows, she's married to two people. But she woke up in the morning, she was looking for a shidduch. So she was a pnuya in the morning. So being that when she woke up, she was becheskas pnuya, so why don't we say that the kedushin in the morning was not a kedushin based on two things? Based on the chazaka, the hashta, that Harry Bogus of and based on her Chazaka, the Meikara, that she was a Pnuya in the morning. It's the same Tarti Lareza. What's the Tarti Lareza by the Mikvah? So the Mikvah right now, Harry Chazal of and all those Kalim were Becheska's tummy. Okay, here too, we want to know. Is she a Naira Bogus, Harry Bogus, Harry Chazal of And you want to know in the morning, look at what her status was. And then she was a Pnuya. So if that's the case, she should have a Cheska's Pnuya. So Toysfus has a Tarot. Toysfus says that being that in this case, she zichah got married today. Either she married the first person or she married the second person. She for sure got married. So that knocks out the cheskes penuya, and it's for that reason you can't work with the cheskes penuya anymore. You can't work with the cheskes penuya because you know for sure she's married. In the case of all the tyrish and asla by mikvah, if this mikvah was chasis, she then all these kalim are tummy today. But over here, she's zichah not a penuya today. And being that she's zichah not a penuya today, so that's enough to knock out the cheskes penuya. And Toysfus says, let's take this one tefach further, live dangerously. If you understand this, that's why, says Toysfus, the case of Rav and Shmuel was where she got married twice. If you think about it, what's the aside of the machlok is Rav and Shmuel? Chazaka dahashto, not chazaka dahashto. So Frey Toysfus, and this is really the way Toysfus starts. Now I understand why you needed such a complicated case. This sugi doesn't need our help to make it any more complicated than it already is, I think. So if that's the case, Frey Toysfus, the case could have been so much simpler. A father was makabal kedusha on behalf of his daughter, beyond the mishlim shes. And then... That day, they were boydik and they found out 
that she was a Bagaris. No, she tells the Frage. Is she Mukudash? She's not Mukudash. So Chay Rab would say, Harry Bagris of Anenu, and Shmuel would say, No, I'm not sure. Chay Shira Lukudushin. Why wasn't that the case? Why was the case where the father was Makabal Kedushin, and then she went that was Makabal? That second part of the case seems to be completely superfluous. It has no Hisofa in the Poshit Havon of the Machloik Israel and Shmuel. So, Toysfis, it's Muchachnat that way. And you know, what the pshat is, what I just told you. Because if she was a Makabal Kedushan by herself, then she would taka have the Cheskes Pnuya. Because then it would be Tarti Lorezah, just like by Mikvah, then Shmuel would be Moedah Teraf. The only reason Shmuel says his Shita is because there was a second Kedushan that's not superfluous. It's Mamish Vichtig, it's Negeya understanding Pashib Shad and the Gemara. Toysus usually, right? Ruba the Ruba of Times is telling you Pashib Shad and the Gemara. This is Pashib Shad and the Gemara. You can't understand Pashib Shad and the Gemara without understanding why Rab and Shmuel and their Tzir needed that Toysefes Kenech. It's not just a Kenech, it's a whole layer to the story that seemed to be completely not Necessary. The Territ says you need that second condition to knock out the Cheskes Pnuya because otherwise you would end up with the same Tartilerei. So either way, that was the first Kasha. The second Kasha is going to be very, very similar. We'll be able to go through it a little bit more quickly as we'll see. Zok the Gemara Vishmul. Maishna Mechavis. Freit the Gemara Shmuel. You hold us no such thing as Chazakadah Hashta. Why is it different than the case of the Chavis, the Tanya? We learned in a Braisa. Now, this Braisa is a Tesefta Mesechtis Chumois and it discusses laws related to Chumais. The background to this Taisefta is, the halacha is that you can't be mafresh truma min al she'enay minois. If you want to be mafresh truma, you have to make sure that the whole taruvas from which you're being mafresh is the same exact min. Now this person had wine and he kept his wine as tefel but every now and again when he knew that he was going to need wine he would go and he would be mafresh truma. But the wine that he was mafresh to Chuma from was like a designated barrel. So this is a, not a designated driver, a designated barrel. So this person has a lot of Chuma, and he has a whole bunch of barrels from which he drinks, and you have to be mafresh a little bit of Chuma, right? What Chidach has Peteris has Akri. So he has this one barrel that he always uses. This is where he's going to be mafresh his Chuma. Now, from time to time, every now and again, this person would go and he would check the barrel to make sure that that wine in the barrel didn't spoil. It didn't become chaymets. Because if it becomes chaymets, then he'd be mafresh al min or min But the point is, then already, you're being mafresh from chaymets to yayim, and that's not something that's going to be okay. So he would always check. That's where this story picks up. This person was checking his chavis to be mafresh chuma. And then lo and behold, it was inevitable. This at some point was probably going to happen. He checked and it was Chaymet. And now he has a problem. You know why? Because the last time he was Baidik his Chavis was a month ago. And being that he hasn't done it a month ago, he now has to be concerned that maybe anything that he did, again, he hadn't checked to see if it was Yayin or Chaymet. But anything that he assumed was Yayin, maybe it was already Chaymet. And if that's the case, maybe he has a lot of tevel. And the question is, do we assume that now it's chaymitz? Maybe it was already chaymitz earlier or no? Maybe you assume from the time that it became chaymitz, when then it became chaymitz. Like, how are you supposed to go about a shayla like this? So the Braxton says like this, kol gimel yomim vaday. All three days, there's a vaday, become the eluch sofik. Afterwards, the sofik. Now what does kol gimel yomim vaday mean? It's a sofik. Rashi brings a machlikis amayram, it's a sugim babibasra, daf tzadik vav. 
we'll just say over one of the Pshatim that Rashi says, and that is that the first three days after the last time he had done a Bidika, so the last time he was by the, the wine and he saw that it was taco wine, so the next three days, no Suffolk. We assume for sure that it was wine. It's after those three days, that's when you start dining. But the bottom line is like this. The bottom line is that minus the first three days after that last Bidika, the other days, assuming there's a month in part, so those 27 other days, you would have a suffix what the halachic status is. Okay. The Ramina, the Gemara continues, we're not up to the kasha yet. The Bnei Yeshiva, when they learned this price and they had a kasha, what was the kasha? A stira, right? Ramina is a stira. Chavis ha-mikvah. Maishno da-hacha. Vadeh, maishno da-hacha suffix. Meaning, isn't the case of Chavis and the case of mikvah mamish the same case? We assume for sure it was chaser going back to the last time you checked the mikvah. We don't assume vadai. What we assume is suffix. So the Bnei Shiva didn't understand what's the difference between the case of mikvah and the case of chavis. Two halachas really do contradict each other. There is no fundamental difference between the mikvah and the chavas. However, the reason there's a different halacha in the two cases is because they are the shnita of two different tanaim. Meaning, the Mishnah or the, the Tesefta by Chavis is going a little bit of the Gabi Mikvah Nami Sveikim Ashvi, who's Chaylik with the Chachamim by Mikvah, and he holds that even in the case of Mikvah, it's going to be a Suffolk. Where is the Shita Srab Shimon? The Tanya was mentioned in the Tesefta. Called Tayush and Asa Agabal of Mafreya. Bein Beshus Ayacha, Bein Beshus Rabbim Tmeyois. That's the Shita of the Mishnah. Rab Shimon, I'm Rab Shimon's Chaylik. He says, Beshus Arabim Toyros. Beshus Hayachid. Toilin. That Beshus Arabim, it's Toyros. However, Beshus Hayachid, it's going to be Toilin. What does it mean, B'shosh HaRabim Tahirois? Because it's a Suffolk Tumor B'shosh HaRabim. The Suffolk Tumor B'shosh HaRabim is really Sveik Eitar. Meaning, you see that according to Rab Shimon, Enochinami, in the case of Mikvah Shinimdad Benim Tzachasar, we don't say all the Tyrus Bein B'shosh HaRabim B'shosh HaRabim are going to be Tmeyas. It's Tafka B'shosh HaYochid. And even B'shosh HaYochid, it's Toilet. But B'shosh HaRabim, it's Tafka going to be Tar. So according to Rab Shimon, who holds that you don't say this Chazok HaTashto, you don't say right now the Mikvah is Chasar, so we assume it was Zich HaChasar all along. Lishitasai, he's the Tana of this Tisefta as it relates to Jumais, and he holds, Lamafreya, you're going to look at it as being Chaimitz, only Misafik. Says the Gemara, this is where the Kasha picks up. Avalu Rabbanon, Tevel Lamafreya. It's Mavur from this whole discussion amongst the Bnei Yeshiva that according to the Rabbanon, what would be the Allah by the Chavis? When you check the Chavis, and right now it was Chaimitz, you assume that it was Chaimitz all along. The only reason we're saying it's a Safik is because, oh, it's Rav Shimon, who always holds a Safik. But according to the Chachamim, you would assume it's a Vadai. What's the Kasha? It's a Vadai? Must be because of Chazak the Hashta. It's a Kasha and Shmuel. So again, it's the same Kasha that we asked from Mikvah. Now we're asking from Chavis. Shmuel doesn't hold of Chazak the Hashta. It's Rav who said, But Shmuel doesn't hold of that. here, you see by Chavis, the furish that we say that Hari Chaimis Lefaneinu. And if right now it's Chaimis, we assume that it was always Chaimis. So the Gemara says the same exact terrors. Same shaklavatari. Shani Hossam. The reason over there we would assume that it's Vadai Chaimitz is not simply because you have a Chazak of the Hashto, but the Ikilum Eimer because there's something else going on. You have a suffix now regarding all that Tevel. When you were being Mafresh, you thought you were being Mafresh. But now you're not sure. What was all that prior? It was Becheska's Tevel. So there's a Chazak on the Tevel that never was Mesukin, that it never received the proper Chumas of Maestras, and that's why you're going to Chumrah. But it's Takin Nadal's the Chazak of the Hashto. If you want to talk to me about Chazak de Mikara, how do you know to go boss on the Chazak de Mikara of the Tevel? Maybe Snehemid Yain al Chazkas of Emma Lehichmet. The Yain has a Chazak de Mikara. A month ago when you checked it, it was Yain. So 
we should assume that it's Yayin now. Or it says, how could you assume the Chazaka the Mikar of the Yayin? Hari Hechmetz Lefanecho. Lamaisna right now it's Chaymes. But Or it says, well, if you're going to be willing to accept that svar, then we're back to square one. We have a kasha on Shmuel. Teretz is Shmuel's going to tell you, no, just because right now she's a Begaris doesn't mean she was always a Begaris. No, so right now we should assume is when it became Chaymitz. Sokti Gemara again, after further review, what's the answer to the question? Maishna Bagris over there, there's a tarti l'reisa. Why is there a tarti l'reisa? Say you have the harei chaimetz l'fanenu, the chazaka dahashto type svara that says that if now it's chaimetz, it's probably also chaimetz. Additionally, you have the chazaka demikar of the tevel, which says that if it was tevel last, we know before it was Noilad the Safik, you have to assume that it's Tevel now as well. However, as it relates to our case over here, all you have is the Chazaka, the Hashto, that she's a Bagaris. There is no other Chazaka. I, the Cheskis Pnuya, already addressed that in the Kasha with Mikvah. And if that's the case, therefore you don't have a Kasha on Shmuel. So where are we right now? Where we are now is we have a Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel. Whether we say Chazaka the Hashto, or whether we don't say Chazaka the Hashto. First glance, it would seem that. I think we're already past first glance. We're at third glance. It would seem that this machloikis, Rav and Shmuel, is really a machloikis tanoim. Now, this machloikis tanoim takes us to another part of the world, and that is Mesechtis Bavabasra, Davkuf Mem Vavam and Beis, discussing the laws of a Shchivmira. So, again, just to show how this all comes together, machloikis Rav and Shmuel is in Mesechtis Kedushin. We ask the kasha from the laws of a mikvah, then we ask the kasha from the laws of truma, and now we're going to say name of ketanoi from Bava Basra 101. So what's going on in that case? The halacha is that a shchivmira that gives away all his nechassam. So this was a man that Rahman al-Atzlan was lying on his deathbed. And he gives away all his nechassam. And then he was oichet to Rufu Shalema. So the halacha is everything that he gave away he has a right to take back. Unless he left over something, if he left over something, then the Allah is different. That's in contrast to a bari, a gesunter mensch. If he gives away all his nechassim, or if he leaves over something, or a lot of things, the Allah is masha nasa nasa. If you give it away, you give it away. It's a special Allah related to a shchivmerah. That if a shchivmerah gives everything away, and then he has a refuah, he can take everything back. What happened? There was a man that gave away all his nechassim. The Rishonim say he gave away karka. So he gave away all his nechassim, which was karka. And then uh, he comes and he says, I want my nechassim back. He says, you want your nechassim back? He gave it away. He says, I was a shchivmer. I was dying. They tell him, what do you mean you were dying? You were gizint like a fish. You were a healthy man. I don't know what you're talking about. And all of a sudden, a fight breaks out. If this man was dying when he gave away all his nechassim, or whether he was okay, this was the shayla. If he was a shchivmer, he can back out. He can keep his nechassim. If he was a gizint damage, then you gave it all away. So what's the halacha? That's what this Bryce is coming to address. Me, moitzi, miyad, me. Who gets to take away from who? And again, we're dealing with karkas. So you're not physically taking anything away, but the bottom line is, who's going to end up with this piece of property? Says the Bryce, who moitzi miyadam belei raya? The hein, ain moitzi miyadam belei raya, divi Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov says he wins. Meaning, who moitzi miyadam? He gets to keep it, and they can't take it from him. Meaning, they can't keep it. He's the one that gets it. They're not the ones that get it. 
Rab Nassan Oimir, Rab Nassan says, no, it's not so simple. In Barihu, if right now he's a Bari, he's a Gazun to mention, all of Lavi Raisha is Shimra, then he would have to be a right that he was a Shimra at the time that he gave away his Nechasa. And if he's a Shimra now, he would have, they would have to bring a, a Raya that he was a Bari at the time. So if a Machloik is Rab Yaakov, Rab Nassan, Rab Yaakov says he always wins. Rab Nassan says, no, you have to look at what his matzav is now. If now he's a bari, you assume he was always a bari. Meaning, and if you want to say you weren't a bari, prove that you weren't a bari. If right now he's a shchivmara, you assume he was a shchivmara at the time. If they want to say he wasn't a shchivmara, okay, they have to prove he wasn't a shchivmara. Now, let's try to understand by ourselves, very simply, what the machlekes is. Rabbi Yaakov says he's always the yada al-yayna. What's the pshat? The pshat is basha. The pshat is because you have a sophic. You have no idea. And being that you have no idea, you assume chazaka. What's the chazaka? We're dealing with karka. So karka doesn't physically trade hands. So what's cheskes moment when it comes to karka? Cheskes marakamo. He's the last person we know for sure that owned it. And as a result, he's the one that's going to keep it. So it's very simple. Who might see? The hain ain might see him based on chazaka. But Amnason says, no, there's a way to be machriya this. You know, you're look at how he is right now. If right now he's gezunt, he was probably always gezunt. And if right now he's shchimra, he was probably always a shchimra. So, what's the machlekes tanoim? Hafudik. Name a rab the amikar rab nasim shmul damikar rab yakiv. Rab who said on amid alav harib bagrus lefanenu something called chazaka dahashta. That's not a shintas rab nasim. If now he's a bari, he was probably a bari when he gave the matana. If now he's a shchimra, he was probably a shchimra when he gave the matana. And shmul obviously holds like rab yakiv. Shmul said chayshino v'ktushe shneim because there's no such thing as chazaka dahashta. No, if there's no such thing. Is the hashto. So here too, there's no chazak the hashto. You have a sophic. What is chaz- what is sophic when it comes to mammon? Cheskes marakam. An omid aleph. You have to be chayish for two kedushins. And an omid beis. It's cheskes marakam. But the Gemara says, even though it sounds gishmak to learn that way, and it could be, could be that's what's going on. But muchach, it's not. Says the Gemara. Omel charav. Rav's going to tell you. I know the Amri. I feel the Rav Yaakov. I could tell you that my shita of Chazaka the Hashta could work, even I'll leave it to Rabbi Yaakov. Meaning, although Rabbi Yaakov said that he wins and you go based on the Cheskes Marakamo, it could be Hassan in Staf Gavir, the Iklamim, Hemen, Maman, Al Cheskasai. Meaning, I hold of Chazaka the Hashta. I do. But at the same time, I also hold of Cheskes Marakamo. Cheskes Marakamo is Adif. And being that Cheskes Marakamo is Adif, so it's for that reason, he's going to keep it. What is... Reb Nassan hold. Reb Nassan holds no. That is a chazaka da hashta. Even be mocking with his marakam. But could be Reb Yaakov is moide beetzim to chazaka da hashta. Just so happens is a cheskes mamen. A cheskes mamen is right in the world of chazaka. Cheskes mamen is always the best chazaka. But being that there is a cheskes mamen, so over there cheskes mamen is going to win. Aval hacha. But as it relates to Amid Aleph, there's no cheskes mamen, and not only is there no cheskes mamen, but Rav says even more than that. Me name a hemet gufal cheskasoy. The girl doesn't even have a cheskes aguf. Now, this is a little bit of a wrinkle in the whole sukkah because it sounds like Rab is saying that even though I hold chazaka the hashto, but a vifel she would have a cheskes aguf. Her cheskes aguf would be adif, or at the very least, create a sophic. Clap it the chazaka the hashto, but she doesn't have a cheskes moment. Obviously, that's not what we're talking about. It's a kedushin to Gashayla, but not just that. She doesn't even have a cheskes aguf that she was a naira, and because she doesn't have a cheskes aguf that she was a naira, so it's for that reason over there says Rav, I'm unequivocally going with the chazal kedush. Now, why doesn't she have a cheskes aguf? She was a naira. She woke up in the morning, or at least the last time we had a sophic, she was a naira. So if the last time we had a sophic. I mean, she was for sure a Naira once, right? And the Shaila is, when did she become a Bagara? So how does she not have a Chazkas Naira? So Rashi adds a very important Kinech. Rashi says, because the Gemara on Amad Aleph made an Akimta that the Machloik is Rab and Shmuel is talking, Dafka B'yoyma de Mishlon Shis. And being that it's talking Dafka B'yoyma de Mishlon Shis, so therefore, on that day, 
being that there's a chazaka that she's going to bring her money baggers, so therefore on that day she can't have any more cheskas agov that she's an iron. But the bottom line is, over here, Rabbi Yaakov maybe really agrees with chazaka the hashta, but there's a strong chazaka going connected it. There's a cheskas moment. On Omer Aleph, you don't have any chazaka. Let me boy, you don't have cheskas moment, but you don't even have a cheskas agov, and it could be for that reason it's different. So Rav said, I hold that everybody holds chazaka the hashta. Rab Nassim is saying Chazaka the Hashta, even Rabbi Yaakov holds Chazaka the Hashta. I, Rabbi Yaakov, here there's a Chazaka. But Shmuel, Shmuel will tell you the same thing. I know that I'm Riafil Rab Nassim. I hold even according to Rab Nassim, meaning I don't hold of Chazaka the Hashta. Rab Nassim doesn't need to hold of Chazaka the Hashta. How can you tell me Rab Nassim doesn't hold Chazaka the Hashta? What did Rab Nassim say? If he's a Bari now, so he has to prove that he was once a Shivmara. And if he's a Shivmara now, so they would have to prove that. He was a bari. So the Gemara says like this: Ad kan lekomer Ramnasan hasam the kuli amba becheskes briim kamit. The only reason Ramnasan said his halachas over there is because really people are becheskes briim, and therefore mandekom mapik nafshim mechazaka havi alel lasuye If somebody wants to go kinege the cheskes briim, he would have to bring a raya. Aval hacha over here mikom mafka nafshkom mechazaka the kame. But over here you're not being mafkia from any chazaka, and for that reason it's going to be different. The beer in the Gemara is that Shmuel has to for Shittas Ram Nassin. Which part of Ram Nassin does Shmuel have to fa'enfer? He has to fa'enfer Ram Nassin that said that if right now he's a bari, all of Lahavi Raya Shahoya Shchivmera. Meaning, if right now he's a Shchivmera, the fact that they have to bring a Raya that he was a bari, that's not Shver on Shmuel. Why is that not Shver on Shmuel? Because essentially, what Ram Nassin saying in the second half of his Shita is that he's the one that's going to win, they're going to have to bring the Raya, which is what the halacha would be if there was no such thing as chazaka the hashem. That's the sheet of Rabbi Yaakov. That's what Shmuel holds on out. Meaning, there's a sophic. And when there's a sophic, you go based on the marakama. So really, what's the part of Rabbi Nossin for art, the Gemara, as it relates to sheet of Shmuel, in Barihu, all of the Haviraya, Shal Yishchimera. So you see, there's a chazaka the hashem of Bari. So Shmuel, yeah, that I agree with. The reason is because a person's becheskes bari, we assume he was a bari. You're going to tell me now, this guy walks in, he's like, isn't the mensch, and you're going to start, you're going to fakoyf that you were a shchivmera, mechetes you were a shchivmera, you better prove it. And if you can't prove you were a shchivmera, that type of chazaka dahashto, which is supported by an overwhelming mitzis and majority, that's going to be very different than what you have here on Amad Aleph, and it's for that reason, over here, Shmuel is going to be maidazok digimara, a little bit fighter, actually a lot fighter, but a little bit more on this topic. So again, now we're returning to the Iker Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel. So there was Machloikis, Rav and Shmuel. What was the case? Again, we have to return to the case. We interrupted the case with the Lumbus, but now we have to come back to the case. The case was where a father was Makabal Kedushan on behalf of his daughter in the morning, and then later that day she was Makabal Kedushan by herself. And when she was Makabal Kedushan by herself, it turned out that she was a Baigeris. And because she was a Baigeris at that time, now we have a suffix that maybe she was already a Baigeris in the morning. And to the extent that she was a Baigeris in the morning, it comes out that she was never really married in the morning. So Rav says, now she's a Baigeris, we assume she was a Baigeris in the morning, and therefore you're not Chayish for the first Kedushan at all. Shmuel says it's a Says the Gemara, I think I found a Brysa that's literally, or Brysos, that literally discussed this Shiloh. Let's see. Kitcha via Bederech, the Kitcha Atma Beir, Varehi Bagris. Right? This is Mamashar case. Tanachada, Harei Bagris of Anenu. One Brysa says, Harei Bagris of Anenu. But Tanya Yidach, we learned in another Brysa, Chayshina the Kedusha Shnei, and they have to be Chayish for the two Kedushan. Says the Gemara, my love, Chad Kirav, Chad Kishmul. Doesn't it sound like these two Brysas are the two Shittas, Rav and Shmuel? Meaning it's Mephurish that there are two Brysas over here, and it's clear that it's a Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel. 
So it's machlokes tanah. Not a machlokes tanah whether you hold of chazaka the hashda don't hold of chazaka the hashda. But I'm pushing the actual physical. Ma- Explain the machlokes however you want to explain the machlokes. Maisa, this machlokes Rav and Shmuel is a mafurishim machlokes between two brayes. Amar says like idiv idik Shmuel. You could learn both brayes aliba the Shmuel. Interesting. Meaning, even though Shmuel said chayshin alikdusha shneim. It is still shaykh that there would be a brice in the world that says that you're not chayish for the first kedushin. How is that? Ordinarily, you would be chayish for both kedushins. However, if she herself says, I'm telling you, I was already by Garris, Rashi says, even yesterday I was already by Garris. So if he's already saying Mefurish, she's already saying Mefurish that I was a by Garris previously, in that case it's going to be different. And there the halacha is going to be that Shmuel's going to be Moida, that you have to assume for sure she was a Begaris earlier and you're not Chayesh for the first Kiddush. says the Gemara of an Eim Amidim Asnaisa Should we assume that being that these two Brises are not really size for each other so maybe there's no Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel at all. Meaning if the two Brises are not contradicting each other we just said it's possible to make an akin to the two Brises maybe there was never Machloikis Rav and Shmuel in the first place. That would be interesting. But maybe this whole Machloikis Rav and Shmuel that we thought we had over here maybe it's a toys. Maybe Mara Machadam Mara Machadam one's talking about the other one's talking about where it was not Makhash, but the Gemara says, Tisbra, you can't say that. Why? I'll prove to you from a story. Because Rabbi Yosef read the Ramanashim in the Ville, of the Kavasi the Ram. Rabbi Yosef, not the regular Rabbi Yosef that we know from throughout Chas, but Rabbi Yosef read the Ramanashim in the Ville. He once passed in the Shiloh, Kavasi the Rav. This story really happened. And he passed in Kavasi the Rav. And when Shmuel heard the Ikbit Shmuel, Shmuel got very angry. And he said the following, for Omar, Everybody has a little bit of kavzuta, I mean, as in Tisha Kavin. Everyone has a kavzuta, a small kav of chachma. Wow, he has grace of places over here. Meaning, everybody is chayish for the two kedushins. But he's willing to take on Shittas Rav not to be chayish for the first kedushin because he obviously is a grace of chachma. And he's willing to be matter what I think and everybody seems to think is a suffocatious ish. So Shmuel heard that this yet passed him by Grav and he got angry. What's the kasha? The Esau could die to If there's no machloikis, I might come back. But what was he angry about? And a lot of Gersois take out the word Dilma because really the, Dilma, the word Dilma throws us for a ranch, right? Let's take out the word Dilma. Ki Obviously, if he was going like Grav, he was going be makashtoi. He tells me Shmuel's maida be makashtoi. If Shmuel's maida be makashtoi, what's he getting upset about. Now, if you have the word Dilma, it's hard to read the Gemara. Right? What do you mean, Dilma? He was going like Rav. He was going like Rav. That's what he was doing. So, Pashtas, you take out the word Dilma. Either way, must be from this that there really was Machlekes Rav and Shmuel, and that's why Shmuel was Ikbit. So, even though the two Braises, Lav Dafka, contradict each other, but as it relates to Rav and Shmuel, the Zichra Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. I'm only Ravashi. Masuchu told Ravashi, Hochamer Amemer. I'll tell you what Amemer said. Hilchas Agavasi de Shmuel. The halacha is like Shmuel. Ravashi, Amar Ravashi said, Hilchas Agavasi de Rav. Now, what is the halacha? The halacha is the Hilchas Agavasi de Rav. We're going to go a little bit weiter. But before we go back, I just want to speak out one Taisvis, Mamish, 10 seconds. But just to speak out one Taisvis, and that is, right, the Sugi started with a Machloikis Rav and Shmuel. And the Gemara assumed that what's the husband of the Machloikis Rav and Shmuel? Rav holds of Chazaka the Hashto. Shmuel doesn't have Chazaka the Hashto. And the Gemara asks the Kasha, Maishlomi Mikvah. Then the Gemara asks another Kasha, Maishlomi Chavis. And then the Gemara had a whole Lema Kitanoi. Meaning, the Gemara is running 
with this being the case. Rav holds of Chazaka the Hashta, Shmuel doesn't have Chazaka the Hashta, and because of that, Shmuel, how do you understand the mikvah shenimdad benimtza chaser that we assume all the tyrus that were Nasa al Gabov are not Sophic Tomei, they're Vade Tomei. And you see clearly from the Bnei Yeshiva that the same would be true by the Chavis, that if Snomo was constantly being mafresh from a Chavis, Alayay and Truma, and then one day he found out that it was Chaimetz, that you would assume that it was Vade Chaimetz all along. If you hold the Chazaka Dashta, I understand it. But if you don't have Chazaka Dashta, what's meaning? Kash is on Shmuel, right? The Gemara kept on saying it. The Shmuel, Maishna Mikvah. The Shmuel, Maishna Chavis. But according to Rav, ah, Rav is Gemalbeg. Rav says, this is Mamish. Famous Mishnayases and Brises that support Maishit. The Freytosis. Is that so posh? The Gemara, when it introduced the Machlokes, Rav and Shmuel, the Gemara worked through the case a little bit. Mara said, when did this happen? Where the father was Makabal Kedushim in the morning, and then in the afternoon she was Makabal, Vari Bogris Lefaneno. Did it happen? Toich. Six months. Bahon Emerav. Harry Bogus Lefaneno. El might happen after six months. Bahon Emerav. Shmuel. Shmuel said six months later she's Becheskas Bogus. El might happen on that last day of the sixth month, where she's Becheskas Shetavish Te Cyrus. And, she, I'm sorry, she's Becheskas Shetavi Simone Bagus. And she had the Simone Bagus. So it's Davka over there that we work with the Chazakadash. It says Toysis. It sounds to me like Rav doesn't either unequivocally hold of. The only reason he holds a Chazak of the Hashta is because it happened on the day where it was Becheskas that she was going to bring the Simone Bagris. In fact, if it would have happened yesterday, or if you want to dan versus Gevei Nechten, it sounds like there would Right, what would be the Allah if the father was in the Kedushin one day earlier? And then, beyond the Mishlam Shis, Avada Rav would be Moedi after Bichayish for the Kedushin. It's only because both Kedushins happened, we said every nuance of the story was important. Morning, afternoon, the last day of the six months. But otherwise, you wouldn't say Chazak Hashta. Why not? Maishnami Mikvah. Mikvah, you go back to the last time you inspected the mikvah. Chavis, you go back to the last time you sniffed this wine. That's what you do. You literally go back to the last time. You don't do that in Rav's halacha. If there's something called Chazak Hashta, it's Shaykh that this woman brought this money back this earlier. Elamai, Mechatesi. Mechatesi, Chazak Hashta, Tesi. So why is that not a reason? Oh, so you don't hold the Chazak Hashta. You only hold of Chazak Hashta when? You hold of Chazak Hashta when it, it mamish, it fits your convenience perfectly. It happened on the day when there's a Chazak Hashtavish Cyrus that are supporting the Chazak Hashta. Oh, that's a huge connection, which you don't have by mikvah, which you don't have by Chavah. So the the same cash that the Gemara asked on Shmuel should be a cash. I'm speaking out this Toysavis only because I think it's Negea, just Pshat. Without this Toysavis, it's very easy, I think, to get confused. Right? Sometimes when you're learning a Gemara, it's hard. We don't even know ourselves why it's hard. But when certain things become clear, the whole Sugi becomes a little bit clear. This is a very good Kasha. The, all the Kashas that the Gemara asked on Shmuel, Lachur would seem to be Kashas and Rav as well. It's Toysavis Kash, and Toysavis says, Ein Hachinami. The Gemara could ask the Kashas and Rav, just like the Gemara asked the Kashas on Shmuel. So why the Gemara asked the Kashas on Shmuel? Because a festive, a Kasha according to Shmuel. Shmuel doesn't hold at all of Chazak and Hashem. Shmuel, you're not Goyris Chazak and Hashem. You're Rabbeinu. How are you going to understand Chavis? How are you going to understand Mikvah? But Enechinami, Snok Toysavis, the same Kasha would have been a Kasha and Rav. And Rav would have been a little more verplanted. And that's why we didn't ask the Kasha and Rav. Instead, we asked the Kasha and Shmuel. But Enochinami, the Gemara's terror. Of Tarti that it said to explain Mikvin, that it said to explain Chavis, is Nagaya understanding how Shmuel reconciles those Mishnayas in his world and how Rav is going to reconcile those Mishnayas in his world as well. Zokt the Mishnah Vaiter. Mishnah Yatsa Uvish Toy Levadina Sayam. 
A man went with his wife to Medina Sayyam. A man went together with his wife to Medina Sayyam, and then he comes back years later together with his wife, and he already has a whole family. For Omar, and he says the following This woman that went with me to Medina Sayyam, this is her. Meaning, everybody came back a little bit older, said, Yeah, this is me, remember me, this is my wife. And then he said, The Elubanah. And this is, uh, these are my children. Says the Mishnah ain't Raya. He does not have to bring a Raya. Not regarding his Isha. That why? What are you bringing a Raya to? That she's a Meyuchas. And you don't have to bring a Raya that the children are Meyuchasim either. Meaning, you assume that when he got married the first time, he already was Baidik all the Yichas briefs that he had to be Baidik. We trust him that this is his wife. The sons. Well, if he's a miyuchis and his wife is a miyuchis, are miyuchasim, so there's really no reason to do any bedikas. Ain't sarach lavi ra. You have to do no ra. It's very simple. You don't do and just go home and live happily ever after. Lo Mesa. What happens if this man went with his wife to Medina Sayyam and then he came back without his wife and he said, Mesa, she died. but he came with children. He said, these are her children. So maybe He has to bring a raya that these children are his wife. Children, meaning the wife that he had left in Medina Sayyam with, the inner may be Raya lo Isha, but it doesn't have to bring any Raya on the Isha. And the reason is because, again, we trust him that his wife was a Meyuchis based on the Batikas that he had done at the time. The only thing we don't know about is that these children belong to her. Okay, so prove that these children belong to her, maybe Raya Labanim, and then as it relates to Asar Yuchsin, the Gesugis, we're going to assume. That they are of good yichas. What happens if a man went to Bedina Sayyam by himself? He was a begapoy yetze, right? And he says, and he comes back, and he says that I got married in Sayyam. This is my wife. And I was like to a family too. These are the children. So he comes back, right? So what's the halacha? Maybe Raya lo isha. He has to prove that. His wife is a meyuchis, because we never did any bedikas over here. So we have to make sure that she has the appropriate yichas. And once we do that, we don't have to bring any raya regarding the sons. What happens if a man went to Medina Sayyam without a wife, without any children? He comes back with children. He says, I got married in Medina Sayyam. She died. These are the children. Now you would have to bring a raya say that his wife was a meyuchis. Additionally, you would have to prove that these children belong to that woman so that we can determine that they're miyuchasim as well. Bottom line is, we're discussing hilchas yichas, where there's a shayla about a woman, children, good yichas, not yichas, and the Mishnah discussed it in the context of a man that went to Medina's Hayam, and then he came back. The Mishnah gave four different examples, and if you go through the Mishnah a little bit more carefully, so in one case, you don't have to bring a raya, not on the isha, not on the banim. In another case, you have to bring a raya on the banim, not on the isha, on the isha, not on the banim. And in the last case, you have to bring a raya, say on the isha, say on the banim. Now, one of the things that we saw in this Mishnah was that if a man comes from Adida Sayyam with a wife and children, as long as we know that the woman is a kshayra, she has good yichas, the children are going to be fine. Meaning, if the children are coming together with the isha, we assume that the children belong to the isha. And as a result, whatever the status of the isha is, is the status of the children. The only time we was questioning the children is when the father came without his wife. So over there, you have to prove that the banim belonged to this isha. That's not here. But to the extent the isha showed up together with the banim, that was clear in the Mishnah, that whatever the status of the isha is, is for sure going to be the status of 
the children, right? The first case. If the bonum are together with the isha, you didn't have to bring a raya. But in the case when he came back without the isha, then you had to bring a raya that elu bana. Two of the four cases, you had to bring a raya on the bottom. And what those two cases had in common was is that the mother wasn't there. So if the children are with the mother, you assume they belong to the mother. If the children are not with the mother, then already we're not 100% sure. This is true when the children are kruchem acharev. What does that mean? Rashi, nidbakim atzlo. They're clinging to the mother. So if they're clinging to the mother, we assume, based on the chazaka, topic of tomorrow's now, that they belong to the mother. If, however, they're not clinging, that's going to be different. In other words, we're saying a chiddush over here, that if the father would come back, this man, and he would come with children that are gedolim, that already would be different. And in fact, the Gemara now is going to bring a b'risa that supports what Rabbi Barafuna said. Tanu Rabbana. And we're going to end with this. Isha Nasasi Medina Sayam. A man comes back from Medina Sayam and he says, you know, I got married in Medina Sayam and he has a wife, children, right? Different cases. So maybe Raya Lo Isha he asked to bring a raya that his isha is a ksheira because we didn't know who she was before he left. However, he does not have to bring a raya on regarding his sons. However, maybe raya al hagdoilim. He does have to bring a raya regarding the bonim hagdoilim, but the ain't sarach lavi raya like tanim. He only doesn't have to bring a raya on the bonim haktanim. What do you see from here? When we say that you don't have to bring a raya on the bonim, it just means the bonim haktanim you don't have to bring a raya for the bonim hagdoilim. You do must be like Rabbi Barafuna said that bekruchim acharei when it's nidbak in that slot. That's when you don't have to bring a raya. Otherwise, you would have to bring a raya. One other knech. That the Bryce speaks out that the Mishnah didn't say, but Medvar Mamurim Isha Achas. This is only true if the man had one wife. If he had two wives in Medina Sayyam, then maybe Raya Alo Ishaval Abonim Meaning, if a man goes to Medina Sayyam, he went by himself, comes back with a woman, a wife, and he comes back with children. But he says that when he was in Medina Sayyam, he had a second wife. So then the halachi is, he would have to bring a raya on the isha, because again, we don't know who she is, but he would also have to bring a raya regarding the bottom of the isha, that they belong to this wife, as opposed to his other wife. And the reason is, because even though there's a chazaka, that the bonim, and if they're clinging to the mother, that's a raya, that they belong to each other, but to the extent that this man had two wives, and one of them had children, and then that one died, it's yotachin that these children would be clinging to the other wife, even though they're not really her mother. So in that case, you would have to bring a raya on the isha, that's pashit, because you always have to bring a raya on the isha, to the extent you got married within a sayam. Fala bonim, and in this case, what does bonim mean? Not like it meant previously, ta'afka the gedolim, over here it means sai al hakitam.